Hello, children, and welcome to another creepy episode. <laughs> I'm your resident spooky drag queen, Pissy Miles. And I'm your resident spooky smartass, Sam Baxter. And, and this, this is, is my spooky, spooky gay, gay family. family. Hello, listeners, and welcome to the 13 weeks of Halloween. <laughs> Hello there, Sam. Hello, Pissy. How's it going? It's going all right. How are you? I'm doing great, mostly because we are now in the second week of the 13 <laughs> weeks of Halloween, which is very exciting. I I have to say I really uh, outdid myself, I think, <laughs> with the 13 weeks of Halloween intro music. I, I do love the new intro. It's great. And you know what's funny is... Uh, a couple of our listeners wrote in on the, uh, not even wrote in, they posted on the fan page on Facebook, and they were like, um, you shouldn't change it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, well, uh, I'm, I, I could probably leave some of like the spooky sounds in. Yeah. Um, so I, 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 I obviously can't leave the 13 weeks of no. Halloween intro, which is like my favorite part because I'm like, <laughs> it sounds so like spooky and creepy, but then I like all the new sound effects and things. I really was like, cause we talked about this yeah. uh, last week and, and I, and you were like, Oh, maybe you could like throw some sound effects in. And of course that turned into me spending the rest of the night, just sitting there fucking around adding like sound effects and the, the psycho theme and a Abbott Costello's like meet Frankenstein and like all kinds <laughs> of, sh there's all kinds of little things in there. And there are things that I added that I ended up taking out because they didn't audio wise register. Okay. Like at one point I had added bats that didn't work. Yeah. Uh, but I, I liked the, like the thunderstorm and the rain and like, you know, I, this is like such a, stupid thing for me to be talking about because nobody cares but <laughs> like the thunderstorm i created like i got thunderstorm sounds and like rain and like other things and like i added it so like it's all like these like layered bits and pieces mm -hmm. and so i was very proud of myself for creating our our spooky little our new theme maybe i will leave some of the sounds in when we're when we're done, maybe a couple of them, but you you can't do the whole thing. Otherwise, it's not special anymore. That was kind of how I felt. And people were like, yeah, I was like rocking out to it in my car. And I was like, literally, all I did was bump the bass. That's all <laughs> I did. <laughs> I was like, that, uh, that is the only change because I wanted it to sound a little more like rock heavy mm -hmm. and Obviously, Nate Walker, who did our music for us, who made the intro and, and all of our, our music, uh, did such an amazing job. I didn't want to infringe too much upon it by adding like drums and, and yeah. things, but uh, I just bumped the bass a little bit. So it sounded a little more like like thumping. Mm -hmm. And uh, that that I think did the trick. And that okay. was enough for me. 
<laughs> but I'm very happy with the 13 weeks of Halloween intro. I hope all of you are as well, because we have been having a wonderful fucking time with it. And you're going to hear it 11 more times. So At least. <laughs> <laughs> I might throw in one extra one at the end just because I, I, I can't bear to see it go. I say that, but then, and I said to Emily, one of our Mm. amazing listeners, I was like, you know, since I've done it for Halloween, I feel like I have to do it for Christmas. I mean, we already do the jingle bells. I feel like I could go farther, (laughs) if I'm being honest. (laughs) You're going to be adding like ho-ho-hos and shit? Yes. (laughs) Okay. And I'm going to be adding like like Rudolph's glowing nose sound <laughs> or like and maybe like the abominable snowman. I don't know. I haven't decided. I haven't decided what's going to be in there yet. But I okay. think seasonally this is now a thing. OK. The Christmas intro, the, the ha- 13 weeks of Halloween intro. I wonder how many weeks it is from the first week of November until Christmas. That's probably only eight, right? I don't know. I'd have to count. Hmm. Yeah, we can't do the 13 weeks of Christmas. No, that would infringe slightly upon the 13 weeks of Halloween. Yeah. If we started the 13 weeks of Halloween a little earlier. (laughs) You're like, absolutely not. (laughs) But then then it's not the 13 weeks of Halloween. (laughs) It is. We just have to wait a little while after for the actual actual Halloween. Halloween. Is that such a problem? Yes. is a horror podcast maybe we could do the 12 days of christmas okay but then that's only two episodes yeah that's true that would make me sad we could do the 12 weeks of christmas (laughs) 12 months of christmas oh god on the 12th month of christmas my sister said to me stop with the fucking jingle bells (laughs) i'm that way by january 1st Oh, this is going till at least January fifteenth. <laughs> We've we uh, we're getting twelve weeks of, of well, there, Halloween. There, there you go. We'll do twelve weeks of Christmas, but Christmas will be in the middle of the twelve. Weeks no, of I Christmas. don't like that. <laughs> then Christmas suffers. <laughs> How does it suffer? Because then it it doesn't culminate with Christmas the way it does with Halloween. We're gonna but have to work this out. You can't do the twelve weeks of Christmas and the thirteen weeks well, of Halloween. Well, we just have to manipulate time a little bit. <laughs> I don't see why that's such a hard a hard thing to solve. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. There are eight weeks between November first and December twenty-fifth. Okay. So we can do the eight weeks of Christmas, but that doesn't that's not really significant in any way. We could take two weeks off and make it the six weeks of Christmas. I don't like the idea of that. What? What? Do, why is six significant? I don't know. Six is a better number. No, then six it's just is, less Christmas. Six is half of twelve. I no, don't that's stupid. I don't. Like <laughs> I don't like that at all. Okay. I think it should be the. Oh, I don't know. We'll have to work this out. <laughs> because I, I really love the idea of the twelve days of Christmas, but then. We'd have to put an episode out every day for 12 days leading up to Christmas. I mean, that's a lot of recording. I mean, I guess it's up to you. I, <laughs> it's like, our, it's like our Halloween advent calendar. <laughs> our, our horror 
advent calendar. We're going to have to come up with 12 things to do. (laughs) I'm literally watching her have an aneurysm. It's just, I'm usually the one who makes up the schedule. (laughs) (laughs) Like, Like I had like, 12 things planned out for the end of the year and that was that was it we were golden like <laughs> i know especially if if our travel plans do work out for the end of the year it would be rather difficult yeah but one way or another i will figure out something special to do for christmas because okay. it is my favorite holiday that's fair so we're going to figure out something special to do on top of revamping the intro okay so prepare okay I'm, I feel like Scar. <laughs> I'm like, be prepared. <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah, I don't know what it's going to be, but we'll get there. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing fine. I had a very quiet week. How are you? I'm doing well. I did not have a quiet week. <laughs> I, I had a very busy week. It's been a bit... Uh, a bit hectic. A lot of running around. David is the... The man of honor, maid of honor person for uh, our our good friend and friend of the pod, Julie. And um, so they are actually away right now celebrating her bachelorette weekend. But he had so much to do. He was running so crazy between those responsibilities and his full-time job. He was like averaging like two hours of sleep a night. So I have been doing like all of the things around the house. I have been doing all of the like chores and cleaning and dishes and and all that and then doing my full-time job and and the podcast and all kinds of stuff. So I'm ready to I'm ready to like stop recording tonight, put everything down and like play Stardew Valley for a few (laughs) hours. (laughs) That is my plan. I I was running so like crazy ragged this week that I, I, there was a point we had talked about this briefly before where I was driving to Fire Island on Friday and I was in my car and I was on the Belt Parkway, which is the primary motivator for this thought. Okay. I hit some rather unexpected traffic that was like five miles of traffic that lasted about an hour. Great. And it was one of those things where I was like, you know, I wouldn't it be something if this was hell? <laughs> and you know what I mean? Where it's like, it's almost more hellish, the idea that like, because people think like, oh, if you go to hell, it's like this like fire and brimstone, whatever, everything smells mm-hmm. like a fart because it's sulfur <laughs> and whatever. But it's like, wouldn't it be worse if hell was like constantly living in this reality where you, things were like on the brink of being better like it it always felt like things could be better it always felt like things were going to improve but then they somehow didn't so what you're saying is this is the bad place it kind of i like i i wonder <laughs> sometimes i wonder i'm like what if i am in hell and like obviously you could never know it because if yeah. you knew then like it would be ruined yeah but it it like wouldn't that really be a kick in the rubber parts <laughs> if if we were all in hell and we just didn't know it and maybe the people who die are going into purgatory maybe 
Maybe they've we, done their time. Or they just get cycled back in. <laughs> it's like the worst form of reincarnation ever. Yeah, it's reincarnation, <laughs> but in hell. <laughs> <laughs> you keep living a lifetime over and over and over again. But you can't change anything. You can't change anything, no. Although, what if that's the lesson? Like, if you learn your lesson, then you get then when you die, you go to heaven. I don't really believe in heaven or hell, so I don't know. I don't really either. So this is kind of a moot. Yeah, but it, I, it did. It like occurred to me, and I was like, "Wow, this would be a great horror story." <laughs> like this, this is some kind of a a story. I don't know what it is yet, but the story is like, "What if we're already in hell?" Which I guess is already kind of a thing like I'm people have explored that before yeah but I guess the the hellish part is the idea that like there's always hope that things will get better and that's what is hellish it's like oh things will never actually get better but you always feel like they will yeah that would that would fucking suck So that's my uplifting commentary for the beginning of the episode. <laughs> like seriously, just press everybody before. I'm just saying it was a, it was a thought that occurred to me, <laughs> and obviously the next day was better. Like we went to dad's and uh, we got to celebrate my birthday, which was two months almost actually exactly to the day prior, uh, and we got to see you know Jess and and the kids and Bob and Kevin and dad mm-hmm. and nanny. It was a lot of fun. I learned something about myself that I did not know. What's that? I learned that I can vault a couch. (laughs) (laughs) I have to tell you, I was a little surprised when you did it. Really? Yeah. Not that you could do it, but that you did it. I I was surprised that I could do it because I was like, well, I've made a commitment. (laughs) Zach and I, our our nephew, Zach and I were like horsing around and he kept like poking me. And so what I would do is every time I got fed up with being poked, I would just like chase him and tickle him until he died. And so (laughs) his plan was somehow to like hide behind the couch. Yeah. uh, Which has like a three foot space behind it. I wish I could explain to you why. It's like an L-shaped couch. I I would have to post pictures and I'm too lazy. But the (laughs) point is, Zach like ran behind the couch thinking he would get away. And I vaulted the couch to trap him. And (laughs) he he was not expecting it. No. I think it took him... The look on his face was a bit priceless. It was priceless. He was... I've (laughs) never seen him so shocked. (laughs) As when I jumped over the couch and it, it it was like one of the most gratifying moments of my life because he was like, you can't do that. And then fell over the couch and I tickled him until he died. <laughs> it was very funny. He was like the look on his, it was like shock and also like, oh, fuck, I'm done. <laughs> Because I he the, he couldn't escape. It was I trapped him against the wall. Yeah. So it was like, well, there's no way out. Yeah. <laughs> so he just allowed himself to be tickled. Oh my! But it was fun. We had a good time, and the the game was played many more times. I vaulted the couch. I moved the couch to trap him. I I did I. And Bob explained to him, he was like, you don't understand. We grew up in this house. He was like, I say she, but (laughs) he was like, she knows every corner of this house and knows how to use it against you. (laughs) And he didn't believe Bob. 
but I proved him wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, anyway. (laughs) what's new with you this week, Sam Baxter? Not a heck of a lot. I did a lot of reading this week and then a lot of writing to distract me from reading because I wasn't supposed to be writing. You wrote in secret? Not in secret, but definitely against my plan for the week. Which was to take a, a week long vacation. Which was to take a week long vacation. And mm-hmm. Instead, I sat down and I wrote every night because I couldn't fucking stand it. So That's insane to me. Why? I can't imagine wanting to do drag every night. Uh? Like it, it. I mean, mine doesn't have a two hour prep time you know (laughs) like i mean i guess but like even the thing i love i i just can't i don't even want to do it every day it's just not a thing for me i'm like well i i do it enough (laughs) i i feel terrible if i don't write like if i is it a guilt thing it's not a guilt thing because that sounds unhealthy (laughs) it's it's not that i feel guilty it's that i feel like i haven't completed my day like it's like a tick like you know people who put the dishes away every single night like it's it's, like obsessive compulsive it's it's like a little bit of ocd like i have to write like at least a little bit otherwise i didn't get anything done today why don't you try journaling i do journal oh and that doesn't satiate it no i'm kind of surprised it sounds like a disorder Like, it sounds like like it's somehow related to an anxiety disorder. I thing. mean, I certainly have an anxiety disorder. <laughs> so I can't say that it's not related to it. Um, but I think it's I think it's fine. Like, if it's a symptom, it's it's not a bad symptom. Like, it's not hurting my quality of life at all. I mean, it's not. I just would love as long as you're happy doing it. That's what it comes down to. I don't want you to feel like you have to write every day because you have to write every day. No, but like even when we went on vacation last year, like I brought my computer with me and like I needed to a little bit every day just yeah. because it scratches the itch and then I'm good. Mm-hmm. Do you think if you were like traveling, traveling, you would still do it? I think I would. I think I would probably bring a notebook as opposed to a computer. Mm. But yeah, no, I would probably take at least like 20 minutes, a half hour every day and write something. That's so scary. Why? (laughs) I can't imagine doing that every day. (laughs) Like there are days where I am very happy to lay on the couch and play Stardew Valley. Mm -hmm. Like that is just a thing for me. I'm happy to do it. Okay. So I can't imagine like being like, you know what? Before I go to bed, let me just... Get into full drag. Yeah. (laughs) And then lay down in my sarcophagus. Put your wig and rollers. (laughs) Put my face mask on. Um, Although I will say, every once in a while, there will be like one thing that does hit me that way. Mm -hmm. Like before you got here today. I don't remember when it was. Like, I guess Thursday I went to Joanne and I found this fabric that I really liked. It's a sequin fabric. And I was like, huh, I could make something fun out of this. So I bought it. And then today I was like, I woke up 
around like 1230, which is not unusual for me. You're welcome. And I knew that we were recording around 6 p.m. So Mm. I was like, it does not take six hours to watch Friday the 13th part three, which is exactly what we're talking about today. You're welcome. (laughs) Um, So I was like, you know, I have a little time. Let me uh, turn on Veep and Mm -hmm. cut out the pattern for this dress. Mm -hmm. And meanwhile, our internet went down, so it ended up fucking up my whole afternoon, and I did end up running late. But once I got the internet figured out, I did. I was able to like cut out my pattern pieces, mm-hmm. and uh, it was like it was one of those things where I just felt like compelled to do it, yeah. even though I had planned on making the dress tomorrow. I was like, ah, it's here, and I'm here, and and David's away on this bachelorette weekend, so it's like it's quiet. I have the place to myself. I can spread out. I can do whatever I want, and so I just like it. Did feel nice to like accomplish something. Yeah. No, I think it. I think most people feel good when they're productive. I mean, yeah, I guess it's just a little serotonin bump. It's just you know. Yeah. You know what really made me feel that way was yesterday before I went to dad's again, I, uh, I changed my, um, my pump infusion site. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, a lot of times I'll see a spike in my blood sugar and it's hard to tell if that's just because I was off the pump for like 15 minutes while I was Mm -hmm. changing it. Or if it's that the the infusion site failed and I'm going to have to change it. So rather than leave the house, I was like, well, let me hang out for a little while and see if like if I give myself a bolus, if it'll come back down. And it did. It was fine. Everything was fine. But what I ended up doing was I had just bought this pair of shorts mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, let me tailor them because they, they're like a form fitting short. They're a skinny short and they are size 36, which I was very proud of. <laughs> Haven't fit in a size 36 in a while and I've been losing weight. So I was like, let me tailor this pair of pants to fit me better. And so I shortened the the leg, which is what mm-hmm. I had wanted to do. And then I put them on and I was like, oh, they're not as tight anymore. There's like a little bit of give. And so I was like, you know what? Let me like full on tailor this pair of pants. So I literally like cut up the entire side seam of the pair of pants and like took them in and like did all this shit. I was like... I full on tailored a pair of pants yesterday. And that was the most rewarding thing I think I've done in a long time. <laughs> it was bizarre. I was like, I've never felt so good about myself. It's little things. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> Try to do one little thing every day that makes you happy. You know, it's not. And, uh, you know, that's what it comes down to. I like doing crafty things like that. Like, I actually enjoy sewing. Mm-hmm. I really do. I make a lot of my own shirts now. I ma- I've made myself shirts. I'm working on my first pair of shorts that I'm sewing for myself. Uh, I'm I'm doing a lot of things for myself, and I enjoy it. I am. I just bought last night mm-hmm. a pattern okay. for a cape. <laughs> I did, and I'm going to modify it a little bit, but... I bought it because I had been talking about it and I was like, you know what? This is something I have always wanted to do. And I texted David because obviously he was on that Bachelorette Week. And I was like, would you stop loving me if I wore a cape? And he was like, no. He was like, if it makes you happy, then I, I wouldn't. I don't care what you do. And I was like, thank God, because I just bought a pattern. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I'm definitely going to be that weird person who like wears a cape. And I'm fine just, with it. To just shop right. Yeah. Not like I said last week, it's not an opera cape. It's like yeah. it was called an Irish walking cape. Okay. Was the name of the pattern. If you if you search Irish walking cape on uh Google, you will see the image that inspired me for the cape I wanted. Um but and there was a company that sold it, but it was $250. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, no. So I was like, let me buy a pattern and I will go buy my fabric myself on the cheapie and make myself a nice cape. And I did. And well, I haven't bought the fabric yet, but you know, the pattern was like $10 yeah. because I found it on eBay because the pattern was discontinued. <laughs> uh and so I bought the pattern and I'm going to go out and into like the garment district in New York and find some some fun like wool or something to make my my cape out of. And I'm going okay. to make myself an autumnal cape. <laughs> and you're all just going to have to fucking deal with it. And now that you have the pattern, you can make one for every season. I could. I could make a Christmas cape. You could. The 13 capes of Christmas. <laughs> Maybe that's what I'll do. That's, that's the compromise. The 13 capes of Christmas. Would you wear a cape? No. No, I'm I surpri- don't think I would. I'm kind of surprised. I what? could see you. It, it's a very like Celtic looking, like fun kind of witchy thing. I'm surprised you wouldn't do it. I I basically just winnowed my entire wardrobe down to like <clears throat> two pairs of pants, two pairs of shorts, and like black and gray t-shirts. <laughs> but Why? <laughs> Because I don't really need anything else. Like, I'm in my house every day, even when it's not a pandemic. Yeah, but don't you, like, when you go out, don't you, don't you want to, like, express something? I have flannel shirts for that. I'm expressing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm expressing so you do have flannel t-shirts. Well, what if I made you a tartan cape? I still, no. I think you'd like it more than you think you would. I I don't think so. To be perfectly honest. It's like fun and flowy. I'll make it butch. <laughs> I promise. How are you going to make a cape butch? Men wear capes. <laughs> Lots of men wear capes. That's what this one is. I'll show you the photo. Hold on. I'm going to show Sam a photo and you can tell me. It's like, it's really not like a... It's not like a, a super effeminate cape. Also, I'm not into the idea of uh, gendering clothing, so we're going to say that. But that's number one. Um, I'm going to show you this cape and you tell me. It looks kind of like what I what I think is like stereotypically butch. <clears throat> tell me I'm wrong. It looks like a blouse. That is not a blouse. I'm going to post this fucking photo. (laughs) It is not a blouse. There's nothing blousey about it. Okay. You all go on Google right now and look up Irish walking cape. This is not a blousey. This is not a blousey garment. A blouse is a form fitting like suit shirt. This is not form fitting at all. No, but the flowy shirts are also called blouses, or maybe I have that wrong. I don't wear women's clothing, so I don't know the terminology. You mean just a a standard, like, women's, like, casual work shirt? Yeah. 
that's a blouse, but that does not look like a blouse. <laughs> this is why you can't trust lesbians for fashion advice. <laughs> My goodness. But anyway, welcome yeah. back, kids. We are, of course, not talking about blouses today. We are talking about my future cape that Sam will not get one of, even when <laughs> she sees it in person and ends up loving it. I'm going to withdraw my my cloak. <laughs> Look at me, withholding. <laughs> um, I'm going to get into the the reason for the season today. Yes. We are. It is, at least of course, for the next forty eight hours. Well, yeah. <laughs> it is, of course, today, Thursday the 12th. Yes. Which means that tomorrow is Friday, Friday the 13th, 13th, which means we are back with another review of another Friday. What are we going to do when we run out of movies? I don't know. We're going to have to, like, there is a Friday the 13th, the series. Maybe we'll just is start. There? Yeah, it's not about Jason. It's It's like a horror anthology, but... We could, On what? We could stretch what, that a little bit. What? Uh, what channel or or? I honestly service? don't even know where the fuck you would find it. When did point. it come out? I want to say late nineties. Oh, so it's older. Oh yeah, no, it's definitely older. It's probably on YouTube. Then I would think probably. You might have to pay per episode, but you, most of those episodes are like three bucks. So it's like, <clears> eh, <throat> who cares? I've got three dollars. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean to be perfectly honest with you like I'm I'm an idiot so I'd be perfectly happy just starting from the beginning and going again <laughs> but like <laughs> yeah I don't know what we're gonna do we're gonna have to <laughs> well, find we're about some fun eight nine films away from that so <laughs> I know and there's usually only like two or three Friday the 13th a year yeah I think this is actually the only one this year is it? Wasn't there one earlier this year? Or was there? Was it no, last year? No, because we had two of them last year and we're only on movie three. Huh. Is this the only one for the rest of the year? I believe so, yes. Huh. Yeah, no, we only get to do one Friday this year. I mean, in a way, I suppose that's a good thing. There is a, fr- a Friday the 12th in November. Yeah. Oh, it it goes backwards. That's why. You know how like... If your birthday is on a Saturday one year, the next year, unless it's a leap year, it'll be on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. It's like doing the opposite of that through the months where it's like if if the 13th is a Friday this month, next month, it's a Saturday. Right. Or or a Thursday, Thursday, I think. Um, Yeah. So that is why. Oh, no, I got that wrong. It's August, right? Yes, it's August. Next month, it's a Monday. <laughs> but And then it's a Wednesday. And then a Saturday. So I guess it skips two... It goes two days. I guess so. I mean, I guess it just depends on the, you know, the 30 days versus... Half September. Versus, versus 31 days. 30 days, half September. <laughs> it's my club and you're a member. <laughs> <laughs> That was one of the 13 days last year. <laughs> that was uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. You're welcome. <laughs> um, yes, I I think, it, I guess it skips two days. But the point is, we are on <laughs> September the 12th today, which means we are doing no. August the 12th <laughs> today, which means, and it is Thursday. So tomorrow is the 13th, which means we are on Friday the 13th, part three 
You're welcome. <laughs> uh, this is, again, your favorite horror franchise. Yes, it is. Do you have uh, anything you want to say before we dive in? <laughs> this is not my favorite Friday, but I still think it's good. Okay. You're wrong, but we'll keep going. <laughs> um. <laughs> I knew that was coming, and it's fine. I, we'll get into the whole thing, but we, we are officially jumping into the episode. This is Friday the 13th, part three. This uh, this came out in 1982. It was written by Carol Watson and Martin Kittrosser. It was directed by Steve Miner, who is uh, a recurring, a recurring director yeah. in this series. Mm-hmm. So welcome back, Steve. You fucked it up. <laughs> uh, it stars lots of fun people, but if you ask... Amazon Prime, it is most notably <laughs> starring Catherine Parks, who plays Vera. Don't even know who that is. Uh, it is... I told you earlier. Uh, who the fuck is she? She The, the stoner's girlfriend? No. Vera is um, Harpoon to Eye. Oh, Harpoon to Eye. Yes. Yes. Um, David Katims, or Katims, who is mm-hmm. Chuck, which I think is the stoner? Yeah, it's uh, face to electrical box. Yeah. I didn't know he had a name, so we'll yes, start there later. Chuck. But um, and Jeffrey Rogers, who played Andy, yes, otherwise known as Machete to Crotch. Machete to Crotch. Uh, he he does splits. <laughs> <laughs> um, noticeably missing from this roster <laughs> is Richard Brooker, who played Jason. Yeah, and Dana Kimmel, who played Chrissy, who yeah. are. Probably the most important people in the movie. Well, they're the only two standing for the last like 20 minutes. So yeah, you would think. Yeah. One would think this would the these would be more notable characters. Jason always gets bottom billing though. And I don't understand why. I guess it's kind of the way like whoever plays the shape. Yeah. You know, never really gets their their dues. Yeah. And I think some of that is you're, you're kind of trying to maintain the the mystique a little bit. I mean, I suppose, but like, I don't know. I I was going to say Ghostface gets billing, but it's not Ghostface. It's the character who ends up being Ghostface. Yeah. Robert England gets billing. He does get billing, but Freddy is like the star of the show after. I mean, after this one, who the fuck comes back that anyone (laughs) can? Tommy Jarvis Jarvis. is the only one. (laughs) You know who I did miss in this one was... uh, Oh, what's her fucking face? Amy Steele. Amy Steele. Who does not get any billing in this movie? No, even though she's in the first 15 minutes of it, because the first 15 minutes of this movie is just it's the, the end last of, 15 minutes <laughs> of the, the last end one. Of part two. I thought about that. I was like, this movie is 96 minutes long, but it could have been whatever 96 minus 81 minutes long. <laughs> it could have been 81 minutes. Yeah, without without the recap, it, it would have been a bit shorter. Um, I'm never sad to see more of Amy Steele because I think she's hot. She is hot and honestly a great final girl. Yeah, in my opinion. They actually asked her back for this one. And she said no. Well, she was doing other things, so she said Mm. no. She's since said that she wishes she'd said yes. Really? Yeah. She's about the only actress, I think, who says she wishes she did another Friday the 13th movie. Yeah, because after the first one, What's Her Tits was like, no, kill me. Yeah, Adrian (laughs) King was like, nope, I'm not. (laughs) I'll do the first five minutes. (laughs) That's all you get. And then it's a screwdriver to the eye or whatever the fuck she got. It was an ice pick to the temple. That too. (laughs) I knew it was one of those things. (laughs) It was was a sharp object to the face. (laughs) 
yeah, but I I do love Adrian King and I love Amy Steele. I wish Amy Steele had come back because she was a great final girl. Yeah, no, Ginny's a lot of fun. Ginny was, in my opinion, probably the best final girl of the series. I mean, I'm willing to agree with that with the exception of Tommy Jarvis. Tommy Jarvis, yeah. Because Tommy Jarvis comes back three times. And Well, he comes back twice. He's in three movies. He's in three movies and was notably played by uh, Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman, yes. So I, I will say, yes, I do love... Uh, Tommy Jarvis, I think he's an important character in the series. Probably one of the more likable final characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say him, Adrian King, and Amy Steele are probably my my favorites. Yeah, no, I think that's completely fair. I'm kind of on board with that. So we're going to jump right into this movie. Do we want to start with uh, a general synopsis? I mean, sure. So we have a group of children (laughs) who are stupid and eat pot who decide they're going to go out to a lake house or a river house. A lake house. I don't remember ever seeing a lake. The cabin is is on Crystal Lake. It's just not the camp. I mean, I don't recall ever seeing Crystal Lake. She's floating in it at the end of the... That's not a lake. It's a creek. You could... What's her tits stood in it? Vera. It was Vera. She got a harpoon to the <laughs> face in the she river. She didn't get very far in. Uh, she was like four feet in. <laughs> it, it was not a lake. You could see, you could stand on one side and touch the other side. That's not Crystal okay, Lake. Well, it was supposed to be Crystal Lake. Okay. Well, uh, apparently Steve Miner was feeling real lazy about the design. They also moved the shooting location from Connecticut to California for this one. So it's a, it's a California version of Crystal Lake, which is the shittiest version of Crystal Lake. It, it must be because this was not a lake. <laughs> it was at best a creek. At best, this it might as well have been a water spout because you you could you could have walked across it. It was a bathroom faucet. It was. When they parked the van near it, Chris Farley practically got out, (laughs) living in a van down by the river. Uh, yeah, this was not a lake. I I it didn't even occur to me that it was Crystal Lake. If I'm being honest, no. Which is which says something because Jason is in it, <laughs> and his mother's there. Yeah, it's like for all intents and purposes, it should be well understood that this is Crystal Lake, but you never see the fucking lake. That is fair. Most of the most of the action does take place on land. In, in most of the well, it's on land, but it's not like a lot of action takes place in water, and none of it is a lake. I don't know what it is. It's it, it it really looks like a river. You tell me, listeners. Am I wrong? It looks like a river. I haven't even said you're wrong. <laughs> it's terrible. Um, but they decide to go stay in a lake house on the creek. And uh, it is Chrissy's boyfriend's farmhouse. It's, it's her parents' farmhouse. That Rick stays in? That rick breaks into ostensibly to surprise chrissy oh i see yes um they go to stay there as teenagers in horror movies do and it turns out that jason doesn't like it and he kills them yeah that's basically the plot of the (laughs) (laughs) and also there's a motorcycle gang yes which also jason kills yes yes uh general thoughts on this as a movie 
you're gonna hate me. I'm not. I don't hate anyone. <laughs> okay. Well, that's not um, true. I hate people, just not you. I, <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> really? It's, like I said, it's not my favorite Friday. It's it's probably not even in the top three, but I, I still love it. Um, it's hard not to love the first time we see Jason in the hockey mask. In the mask. hockey mask, that is iconic. I'll give it that. And he also gets the icon, the iconic axe wound to the hockey mask at the end of this film. Mm-hmm. So it really defines his look for the next ten movies. But um, no, I like this one. There's twelve kills in it. Most of a them lot are, of kills. The, most of them are pretty good. Gory. Um, good apparently gory they, they had to cut out a lot of gore to keep this from being X-rated. Really? Yeah. It was eighty two. You know, it was eighty two. But um no, I find some of the victims likable in this one, which isn't always the case in a Friday movie. Really? Yeah, I really like Debbie. I'm kinda surprised to hear you say this. Why? I literally one of my notes verbatim is I don't like anyone in this movie <laughs> but Jason. <laughs> no, I like Debbie, I like Vera. Um I hated Vera. I am occasionally frustrated by Chrissy, but don't hate Didn't her. like her. I, Debbie's <laughs> the the one in the hammock. Yeah. Yeah, didn't like her either. That's fine. You don't have to didn't like Didn't like Andy. Didn't like Shelly. Well, nobody funny? likes Shelly. Half of my notes are, God, Shelly, you're such a shit. And it's like, I remember the first time I watched this movie feeling bad for Shelly and liking him. And then I watched it today and I was like, wow, he's unlikable. Yeah. Like, no, he's what a just, fucking turd. He's just a sad sack. Like, he really is. Like, I, I don't even really know... Because you, it changes so much throughout the movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. One of my notes early on was poor Shelly. He already had to go through life looking like a 60-year-old insurance salesman. <laughs> <laughs> and then it turns out he's also a fucking weirdo. <laughs> but then, like, later on, he just kind of... He just deteriorates. Yeah, my... Um, you know what I mean? My major... My one major criticism of this film is that we don't see Jason cut his throat. Yeah. And he's ostensibly dead for a while. Yeah. So it's like, this should not have happened off screen. The entire audience has been waiting this entire movie for somebody to kill this little asshole. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like, why does this happen off screen? But no, especially the moment when he's hitting on Vera and she says no, and she walks out and he just goes, bitch. Yeah. It's like, wow, you are a sack of turds, and I am so glad that you die. He's, I mean, yeah, I I do in some ways feel for him because it's like the nerd who projects it out onto other people because he knows that he's undesirable to everyone. Yeah. And it's like, in that way, I get it because I think everyone has been that person unless you were popular in high school, and <laughs> in which case you're not listening to this podcast. Um <laughs> My issue with Shelly has more to do with, like, the fact that, like, as the story goes on, he becomes, like, almost more creepy. Yeah. No, he does. He The creep factor gets higher and higher. Yeah. It's goes. like he didn't have a snowball's chance in hell of making it out of this oh, alive. No. First of all, number one, like, the second you see <clears throat> that that little pork rind, you're like, okay, you're, you're, you're a goner. <laughs> And then it's like he has that moment where he's talking to Vera. Yeah. And he's and he says something like, "Oh, you know, we've gotten to know each other a little today and I was thinking." And and she's like, "No." <laughs> <laughs> and right
rightly so. I know. But I was like, I wonder if he, if she had let him finish that sentence, if it would have been like, uh, and I was thinking, uh, maybe you'd let me cut you up into little pieces and stuff you in my bathtub. Like, it, he just looks like if Jason hadn't done it, Shelly would have. Like... <laughs> He was the alternative death scene in well, any scene of this movie. I mean, funnily enough, as much as I hate Shelly, Jason gets his hockey mask from Shelly. I know. Which makes me kind of sad, actually. <laughs> and, I mean, I, it, to me, it doesn't matter where he gets it, because Jason takes what he wants from anyone. Yes. So it, it's like, at once it's Including his, Including, in this instance, a harpoon gun, which... Doesn't make any doesn't sense Doesn't make any sense, A, because Jason shouldn't ever use a ranged weapon. No. And this is the only instance of him doing it apart from the shitty remake. Mm. And that's only because this movie was in 3D. Yeah, they only did it so that they could yeah. have the, the harpoon. And you can see the mechanism so clearly yes. <laughs> in in 2021. It's like, whoa. whoa. You can see the line that the, the arrow is on. on. It's like, wow. this is That was like one of my notes in general was that like, the effects of this movie did not hold up to no. to HD TV no, at, at all. <laughs> First of all, whoever was in charge of checking the gate on this movie fucked up like 10 times. <laughs> there there are straight up scenes where you're like there is shit on the camera lens. You can see it. I I wrote I I'll have to go through my notes to find it, but like there are moments where there is clearly shit. I'm and my note was like, wow, I guess somebody didn't change the gate uh or check the gate. Um, but the other thing that I did notice in that, in that moment, Mm -hmm. uh, two things, first of all, a lot of the violent parts of this movie are missing 3d effects for this having been a 3d movie. Yeah. It's like Mm yo-yos and like people handing someone a bag or, or, or a joint or holding an eyeball, holding an eyeball. It's like. All of the violence is not done in 3D, which I thought was strange. The one use of 3D in this movie that I'm sure was actually pretty cool, and it's because it's one of my favorite kills in the movie, is when he crushes Rick's head. Because his eye pops out. His eye pops out. And you can see the string on that, too. You can. But at the same time, it's one of my favorite bad 3D moments. Because it's just, man, that must have looked cool in 1982. I know. In 1982, <laughs> it was probably like groundbreaking. But um, yeah, my other note about when he kills Vera mm-hmm. with the harpoon. With, yeah. Like she's fucking, like he's Ahab. <laughs> is that the way he like tosses the gun and walks yeah. away? Yeah. He's no. very like. It's great. Michael, or Michael, and I'll get to that in a minute, but Jason in this movie feels very much like, get off my lawn, Jason. Like he's, I think it's because, they, because he's bald in this one. It's not it's even not, that. It's like the no, way he, he walks away. He like an old man. He does look like an old man, but it's also like he's like kind of hunched over and he like chucks the gun and then walks away like, oh, let me go get this motherfucker off my lawn. It's like he looks exhausted. He does look a he little. He looks like he forgot to take his Boniva this morning and now he has to get the neighborhood kids off his driveway. And it's like, Jason, <laughs> Jason chill. is just a little lackadaisical at, at points in this film. Yes. He is. But then at other moments, what I will say I really did not like about this movie yeah. was how much you see his face. Yeah. And okay. how like, I don't want to say maniacal, but it's like, like 
exuberant he is and how <laughs> joyful he is. Yeah. Because no. that's not how I imagine Jason. No, that moment where he taunts Chrissy in the barn is very not in Jason's character really at all. Also, is this the only Friday movie where adult Jason makes noises? It's not the only one because he ma- he does make some in part two. Does he? I have no recollection. Yeah, no, of he grunts and he kind of he kind of like makes noises when he gets stabbed and oh yeah, because he in makes this a lot one, more of them. A in part lot three. of noises. Yeah, no, he's a little chatty in part three. <laughs> <laughs> he's a chatty Kathy. <laughs> but yeah, no, we we don't really. Um, in final chapter, I don't recall him being particularly Talkative. emotive. Um, <laughs> emotive. <laughs> Well, it's, he can't be emotive with his face. So, I know, because like, he never takes do? the mask off again. And then once we get to zombie Jason, he makes no noise at all. Thank so. God, because <laughs> Jason making no noise at all is much better Jason. Yes, it is much better Jason. Part four is no Jason, right? Or is that part No, five? that's part five. Part five is the... So when we get to part five, are we skipping it? No, we're not skipping it because we should do it, even if it's just for me to rant for an hour and a half about how much it sucks because Jason's not in it. <laughs> Get ready. You're welcome. <laughs> um, yeah, I I definitely had some... I had some complaints about Jason in this movie. Okay. Mostly how often we see his face. I didn't like how much he was making noise. I didn't like how much we saw him. I didn't like the faces he was making when we saw him. Yeah. Or like, especially like you said, when he takes the mask off to be like, it was me. Yeah, exactly. Jessica. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I didn't care for that. Yeah. It was, no, it was very un-Jason. Yeah. It's very out of character. It's, it's one of those things that if that was in a script for Kane Hodder, he would have looked at them dead in the face and said, Jason doesn't do that. <laughs> um, which is a thing that he said on more than one occasion when he was playing Jason. To really? Directors. Yes. <laughs> um, Good for him. Kane Hodder is awesome. There was one where he was supposed to kill a dog and he, he looked at the director and said, Jason wouldn't do that. Yeah. He's and, not Michael. Yeah. And there was one, I don't remember what, it was in Jason X. I don't remember what they asked him to do, but yeah, he did the same thing. He just turned and said Jason wouldn't do that. And they listened to him every time. Which is why I, mean, I don't understand why they didn't get Kane Hodder back for Freddy versus Jason. Yeah, but <clears throat> I don't know. a well-known grievance in the horror community that I'm not going to bring up again because clearly I'm on Kane's side and we don't <laughs> need to go through the whole thing ever again. <laughs> until we get to Freddy until versus we get Jason. to Freddy versus Jason at which point I will recount every email that New Line sent him which you, was not nearly enough you know this whole story yes Kane tells it a lot oh <laughs> oh so it wasn't like Kane was busy and stepped away it was no like- he thought he was playing Jason and that he had talked to someone at New Line who kind of left him with the impression that he was playing Jason and then New Line never called him and they just picked up Ken What's-His-Face. Huh. Yeah, no. The, the the fact that Kane Hodder was not asked back to be Jason for Freddy vs. Jason, I think, is one of the cardinal sins of this franchise. How old is he? I think he's in his 60s now. I mean, now it's too... He's probably a little too old well, to be Well, now he's Jason. too old to be Jason. But this but was like, 20 but years this ago. Was, yeah, this was quite a while ago, I think. Well, maybe but, not 20, but close. Damn near. I don't remember the year for Freddy vs. Jason, but it was it It's was the early 2000s. Um, and he 
was certainly still in a position where he could play Jason. Yeah. So, I mean, I, he's still doing horror movies. He's still doing stunts. Like, I know. I, I, I think he could probably still pull it off. Like, he might. Well, it's like Nick Castle playing Michael yeah. in the most recent one. Yeah, no, I don't think if they ever pick up the series again, as opposed to doing shitty remakes, mm-hmm. I would hope that as a little bit of fan service, at least for the first one, they would get Kane Hodder back. Yeah, I think that's only fair. And everybody would want it. Everybody would want it. <clears throat> you know, and speaking of of Nick Castle and yeah. uh, Michael. Michael Myers, yes. I did notice mm-hmm. in this movie, Jason felt a little bit more like Michael Myers. I mean, this is frequently a criticism of the Friday the 13th movies, and it's absolutely true, which is that they're ripping off Halloween. Yeah, but like almost directly, like even yeah. like squeezing people's heads yeah. to pop them and and like lifting people up and hanging them. Which becomes a Jason signature move, the head crush. I know. But Mikey did it. Mikey did do it, yes. He did it. And he put his fingers in people's eyes and things. And even like I said, (laughs) I said, you know, first of all, Jason must have great aim getting the knitting needle between his fingers when he stabs uh, Mrs. Harold, (laughs) who, by the way, is the most heinous person in the world. Her name was Edna. Edna. When he stabs Edna. (laughs) But I was like, it also feels a little bit like a fuck you to Michael. (laughs) He was like... Like, <laughs> oh, Michael got hit with the needle. I didn't. <laughs> I mean, maybe. I, I don't. I, I think it was more just here's a sharp thing that Jason can use to kill somebody. But it could have been a little shot fired toward Halloween. It's possible. Although I have to say that, like, I have never noticed some fans say that you can either be a fan of Halloween or you can be a fan of Friday That is 13. not true. I'm I don't, a fan I of don't, both. I don't think that's true at all. And I think that, especially because, like, they never took pot shots at each other. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no reason to feel that way. No, they're both great <clears throat> franchises. I love Jason. I love Michael. I definitely, like, if I had to, if I had to, like, Sophie's Choice them, I would go with Michael. But, yeah. like, I'm... I don't have to do that. So I like. So why? Why? Why would you? Why would you tear yourself away from one of these great movies? It's like the people who say you can either like the Rolling Stones or the Beatles, but not both. And it's like, but why? You know, this is something I was. And again, you can have cake and ice cream at the same time. Yeah, you can have an ice cream cake. Yeah, literally. <laughs> um, it is one something I've been thinking a lot about recently is that like so many times. Things that are creative are asked to be, like, qualified. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that's a thing that we need to do anymore. It's like, this thing can stand on its own and be its own thing. It doesn't need to stand up against something else. else. And there are times when naturally we will compare things and things will come up short in comparison. But it's like, I, I don't think that either of these come up short against the other it's also i think a little bit letting people like what they like as well Mm -hmm. like you can disagree with somebody as to whether or not something's good like for instance i think the twilight movies are terrible yeah that being said i'm never gonna look at somebody who really loves the twilight movies and be like well you're a stupid idiot yeah (laughs) like 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 you're a stupid idiot and you should feel bad for liking these films i know there are people who are that way and i don't i've never understood it it's like, why can't you just let people like shit? 
Like, I know. Why does it have to be like the, like the whole pumpkin spice thing? It's like, why does it hurt you so much for people to enjoy this thing? Yeah. And it's like, well, I don't like it. So, and it's like, it's all about being contrary. And it's all about feeling like you're the smartest person in the room. It's like feeling it's- better than everyone because you like, you don't like the thing that everyone else likes. It's like, you have to like something much worse. It's like, it's like people who like bitters. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, oh, I like bitters because it's it's like they taste like shit and you look like shit and you shouldn't be involved in any of this. This conversation is over because you're a you are a human walking sack of garbage. That's not to say everyone who likes bitters. I'm saying people who are who are like snobby and pretentious about it. Yeah. about it. But but anyway. Anyway, the point is <laughs> I happen to love Michael and Jason, and I think that it's a shame because Jason does not stand up as well in this movie as he does in many of the other ones. No, this isn't the best incarnation of Jason. Um, Again, I don't understand why they didn't go with the makeup from part two, especially since, again, the first 15 minutes of this movie were part two. Part two. (laughs) Um, So it didn't really make sense that all of a sudden he was bald and he had a completely different face. (laughs) (laughs) Especially since it's all prosthetics anyway. Like, he took a moment to shave with the machete before he kept going. (laughs) But, like, yeah, no, it makes makes absolutely no sense. But it's a Friday the 13th movie, so a wizard did it. A wizard did it. (laughs) (laughs) So, which is a reference to our mini, mini microsode from this week. You should all be on Patreon. Ba-dum-bum. Ba-dum-bum. Patreon.com slash my spooky gay family. But, (laughs) yeah, I... I will say Jason was a little bit, uh, I'll say disappointing in this one, but not without his merits. I guess that's fair. I He gets knocked down a lot in he this one, He does get too. knocked down a lot in this one. He gets... He... <laughs> Especially when Chrissy is wielding them like, like a toddler. I My favorite thing is when she throws the bookcase on him because it's just... <laughs> Just, he just falls down and is just like, of course, his natural enemy, books. That's what I, I literally wrote that note. I was like, I, I just imagine him screaming like, no, no I'm only at a books. fifth grade reading level. I don't <laughs> like, even think he was that high. That's what like, I'm saying. Like he was a little kid, like he didn't graduate <laughs> elementary school. So that, why is he so, that's why he's so afraid of books. I don't know. He just looked like, oh no, not yeah. books. <laughs> He literally gets hacked with machetes and walks away. But, but apparently 200 page books are the, are the, he's like, not a hard cover. It was ridiculous. It was I, ridiculous, but it was amazing. It was great. There are some good kills in this one. There I'll are some good kills. There are some great Jason moments in this movie that aren't kills as well. My, How do you mean? My favorite moment from this film, I think, of the entire movie is when he's he's she's in the van and he's reaching for her and she rolls the window up. And he's stuck in the van. <laughs> and both of his arms are stuck. But then he just smashes his face through the window to get <laughs> so free. And it's like Jason casts face. It was super effective. <laughs> through the window it's great he's like well <laughs> only one way out smash ah. <laughs> and i mean and he's wearing protective gear i guess maybe I guess. that's the that's the draw of the hockey mask <laughs> no. and speaking of this moment yes again we have another throw back or forward i don't mm-hmm. know which one came first when did the evil dead come out the evil dead was first i believe 
I think it's 81. This bridge. I was like, I was like, first of all, this is a rickety ass bridge. Why the fuck would anyone drive a van over it? Second, why the fuck would you go anywhere that bridge leads when you know it's crawling with fucking deadites? Like this, (laughs) this place is (laughs) fucked. It was, it was 1981. So Evil Dead was prior to that's what i'm saying that bridge looked just like the bridge from evil dead it does look a bit like the bridge from evil dead yes and it crossed the whole lake (laughs) (laughs) it's like a five foot bridge i know for those of you who haven't seen the movie that's the joke that's the joke (laughs) it it was like little john in robin hood men in tights (laughs) i can't swim (laughs) i'm drowning i'm drowning everyone's like jason stand up (laughs) Stand up. Uh, yeah, there there are some very good Jason moments in this. I'll give you him smashing the the window with his yes. face. <laughs> Definitely qualifies. I also like sneaky Jason in this sneaky one. Sneaky Jason is amazing. <laughs> when he when when he's about to kill what's his name Andy. Yeah. And and he's doing the handstands mm-hmm. for no reason. For no reason. It literally they were like, oh, it says he can do a handstand on his resume. Better throw that in somewhere. Um. And sneaky Jason like like crawls up against the door and he's like, Oh, sometimes I shoplift because I feel alive. <laughs> Nobody knows I took the candy bar. <laughs> like he's just standing there with the machete, like waiting for Andy to come around the corner. And Andy comes around and he's like, Gotcha! <laughs> Whack. Right in the crotch. Right in the dick. <laughs> I personally was was partial to uh, Debbie's death. The Debbie's death, of death Debbie. is good. Miss Debbie, she <laughs> dies a la Kevin Bacon. Yes, she does. It is a Kevin Bacon, but re- like reenactment, almost. an improved Kevin Bacon, I think, because the first time it was just an arrow. Yeah, no, this one is is fun. It was more of a knife. Yeah, it was a knife. It, although when he first does it, it looks like a machete. It does look like a machete for a second, but like. It was a much larger blade when he stabbed her than when Chrissy when pulled Chrissy it out of her back. Her. Yeah, no, I know. <laughs> <laughs> also, can we talk for a second about another funny Jason moment when Chrissy is trying to stab him and they're going down the hallway and he's just ducking and <laughs> And that sequence goes on for like two minutes. It's forever. <laughs> it's, crazy. It's, like the, just... it's like the most low budget matrix you've ever seen. He's just, he's just dodging like by moving... <laughs> like half an inch to the left he's just literally <laughs> dancing to the theme song because it is the most disco retro it's blood amazing. theme <laughs> which i'm not mad at no it's great i actually really love and, and if you haven't heard it you need to hold on i'm gonna insert it right here You see what I mean? It is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> this song is ridiculous, Nicholas. <laughs> no, but it's great, and I love it. It is great. Um, I, I, I like that moment. I, I like when they're dancing in the hallway with the knife when she's <laughs> pretending to be Robin. I guess uh, dancing on my own, but. I also love when she's actually like in the closet. Basically, Chrissy is the worst hider in this game of hide and seek. Because she just like, it's like anytime there's a noise, she's like, (laughs) and and he's like, I wonder where Chrissy is. 
Meanwhile, and that, but to be fair, everyone in this movie is like that. Literally, anytime something happens in this in this movie, the first I was, I, one of my notes was like, if one more person asks who's there, I'm gonna reach through the TV <laughs> and strangle them because it was so fucking. It was like every time, yeah. And even in the beginning, when the first time they hear like a scream and. I, I think it's Chrissy. It's either Chrissy or Debbie goes into the house. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's Chrissy. It's like literally blood curdling shriek. Yeah. And Chrissy goes inside and she's like, is someone in here? And it's like, well, <laughs> if there isn't, the house is haunted. Get out. <laughs> wouldn't you? Wouldn't I'm you? still trying to figure out how Shelly made that noise too. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like he kicked himself in the nuts and then made that sound. Like, I know. He sounded like uh, Charlotte Ray. He was like, <laughs> and you're like, oh no, Shelly. Um, yeah. Again, not a great prank. No, not a great prank. Fuck Shelly. Yeah, Shelly's a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> did you have besides uh, what's his name, Rick? Did you have a favorite kill in this one? Oh, it's so difficult. I think my favorite might be Chuck. Um, just the electric box face to electric box mm, is one of okay, is yeah. one of my favorites. I like that one. I personally <laughs> like the harpoon to the eye. I know I, you I shouldn't can't like it. So I, I understand where you're coming from and I respect it. I just I can't. I know he's not supposed to have a gun, but he does. So what can you do? <laughs> I, it was a fun kill. And then he walks away like nothing happened. <laughs> like, oh, I left the stove on. <laughs> uh yeah, I would I would say the harpoon is probably mine. Okay. Do you have a favorite character? I mean, other than Jason. Um I think I've You're the only one I who liked I've, anyone in this movie, so I, I, figured, I think I've I think I've gotta go with Debbie. Really? Yeah, I I like Debbie. She's kind of the most down to earth. Like she if she wasn't pregnant, she could have been the final girl kind of thing. Mm, I guess. Although her pregnancy I, seems to come and go. Yeah, no, I know. She can't eat pot, but she'll drink a beer. She's like, yeah. I can't I can't do pot. I'm I'm pregnant. And then he's and then Andy's like, I'm gonna get a beer. You want one? She's like, Yeah, sure. Who cares if this kid has two heads? Like <laughs> is it fetal alcohol syndrome? What's that? It's nineteen eighty two. I mean, some of it might be that it's nineteen eighty two. We drank like fish. <laughs> but no, like honestly, like if she wasn't pregnant and clearly having sex with Andy every two seconds like she she's also one of the better actors I think like I'm not saying she's great I'm just saying I think she's one of the better ones mm-hmm. better so, actor yes yeah. I don't know a character I don't know if I agree but actor sure okay no. I would say favorite character obviously Jason yeah although his character in this one is flawed mm-hmm. I'm gonna go with Fox okay that's fair I liked Fox I think she should have lasted longer I think she should have died on screen. Well, that too. Like, but I think she should have lasted longer as well. <clears throat> I'll agree with that. I think it would have been I think it would have been more fun for her to have come back at the end than Ali. Yeah. 100%, but, especially since Ali was such a like wasted moment. Yeah, it was literally just to give Chrissy time to grab that axe. Yeah. He was like she was like I'm going to die and he was like, "Excuse me, sir." Yeah. <laughs> and then he just turned around, cut his hand off and whacked him to fucking death. I was like, "Girl, I was like, that is the most times I've ever seen Jason hit someone." Yeah, no, he just like 
And it wasn't even the first time. He, he's standing weird because he's like holding one hand back and he's doing like this. I know. <laughs> and I'm sorry because you can't see me. I know. <laughs> he looks like one of those cats in a Chinese food store. Yeah. <laughs> that keeps waving. But he looks he looks like a little kid like bashing on an anthill with like a wiffle ball bat. And <laughs> weirdly speaks to the tone of racism in yeah. horror movies because... Ali gets hit more than anyone in this movie. Yeah, he gets hit like four times when he gets knocked out, and then he gets hit like another four times when he dies. Well, and I I feel like we're supposed to presume that Jason crushed his skull. He was beating him with a mallet. Yeah, no, he definitely did some damage the first time around, but then like Ali comes back like nothing's wrong. Like, not even bothered. No, like, no big deal at all. He just took an eight-hour power nap. (laughs) (laughs) Got a few winks. And I'm back. Yeah. And then Jason cut off his hand and literally cut him to bits. Yes. Uh, Which we also don't see because otherwise the movie would be rated X. Well, I mean, not these days. (laughs) Not these days. These these days he could have done whatever he wanted and it would have been fine. Do you, you know, and this kind of speaks to why I don't like Chrissy as a final girl. Do Do you like Chrissy as a final girl? I... I have conflicting feelings about Chrissy because I think that I don't like the whole subplot with her having been attacked by Jason before. Yeah, it's stupid. I think it's dumb and it's unnecessary. Um, <clears throat> But so I'm not a big fan of her character arc. I think as a final girl, she's not terrible. But after we just had Ginny and after we just had Alice. Yeah. Like she's clearly she really pales not as good as the first two. After we were just before, like, <laughs> why does everything have to be qualified? And then we're like, she sucks compared to everyone else. She doesn't suck. I just don't think she's as good as the other two. See, I didn't really like her. That's fair. The only thing I'll give her is this. She played to her strengths as a character. Yeah. And I'll tell you exactly why. Okay. I will tell you exactly why. Are you picking up your phone? I'm picking yes. up my phone to look at my notes because my, I think most important note about this movie is that Jason is a lesbian role model. What? (laughs) Okay. In the last scene in the barn. Yes. Trapping ladies with a, with the, just the right piece of lumber. (laughs) That's a lesbian dream. And then she plays to it because what does she attack him with? Her pussy. What? When she jumps off oh. that beam, <laughs> like, what and the you hell get are you talking you about? You get the crotch <laughs> shot of all crotch shots. <laughs> yeah, that it's was literally weird. just like her vaulting <laughs> off the beam and attacking him with vagina. <laughs> and he goes down. Which, to be fair, is his other natural enemy. It is his <laughs> other natural enemy. I-, I was like, you know what? Play to your strengths, girl. You know what pl- you know what's going to take this one out. Uh but yeah, I as a final girl, I found her to be a bit weak, especially <laughs> the first time she sees Jason when he throws Rick through the window. Yeah. And she makes that face where she's like, "Oh." It's like <laughs> like what was this reaction? Which is funny cuz that's actually one of my favorite shots is when he's coming through the window. That's one of my favorite. It is a great that's shot. That's one of my favorite Picks of Jason. That is scary. Yeah. But then it cuts to 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 her going like B movie yeah. Chrissy, yeah. and she's like, oh, oh no, doing Charlotte Ray again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what is this face you're making? 
And then she takes off running and attacks him with the books. Yeah, she ta- she attacks him with the books. Then she gets outside after he drops her from the window. And she runs back to the front of the house to look in and see what he's doing. <laughs> That's and right. Like, I was like, why didn't you I, run? I think my note for that was, girl, what the fuck are you doing? And then Sydney she, Prescott would have been halfway back to town by now. <laughs> Sydney Prescott would have been warm, warming up her donkey legs <laughs> to kick that motherfucker. <laughs> she would have been doing stretches. <laughs> we'll get to that at Scream 4. But... <laughs> Uh, it's the best part. It's of the best part of Scream Four. Um, but anyway, yeah. I the best part of that moment to me is the fact that when Chrissy realizes he's about to come outside, she sneaky Jason's sneaky Jason, <laughs> <laughs> and she she hits him with a piece of firewood. But the way she hits him, it's like. She literally, like, this actress is not good at, like, faking a hard hit. She's literally like, uh. <laughs> And Jason has to be like, oh, no, she hit me. I, and that's why, I, I, as a final girl, she just didn't do it for me. I found her to be. And then she goes crazy at the end. It's like, who gives a shit? Yeah, no, the, the weird, creepy laughing at the end of the movie is a little much. But, yeah. like. And you have to pick an ending. <laughs> so yeah. it, this movie has like four different endings. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I think the only redeeming thing about Chrissy being the final girl is that we didn't get Chrissy and Rick because Rick is a fucking sack of shit as well. Yeah, like, Rick is nonsense. Like he's useless. He is the waspiest 50-year-old farmer I've ever seen when with he's a 19-year-old. When he's wearing the sweater over his shoulders, over his like shoulders. an 80-year-old woman. I was <laughs> like, who is this guy? <laughs> Ten minutes ago, he was like in the barn, like, oh, the sweat on my brow. And now he's like, shall we go? And it's like, <laughs> Rick, who are you? Who wrote this? But it's also just like, she's sitting here going like, I don't know. I feel weird about being back here. He's like, you want to fuck? She's like, <laughs> And she's like, I don't know. I'm kind of scared of the woods. Do you want to fuck? <laughs> no. My dad buys all this. Hey, do you want to fuck? <laughs> and it's like, Rick. And she's like, I'm scared in the woods. He's like, do you want it? She's like, shut up. <laughs> Jimmy. <It's> just- <laughs> Jimmy. This <laughs> is the whole time. It's like, dude, stop. She's not going to sleep with you right now. Like, I know. calm the fuck down. <laughs> this is, and I, I don't want her to sleep with your stupid ass anyway look at that fucking sweater I know and on top of it he's he's geriatric <laughs> he I mean he's the old oldest the person part. in the movie yes he is even older than the guy with the eyeball in the beginning I know who and I I said I was like Rumpelstiltskin on the road oh no I was like I am not here for this Ralph, Ralph knockoff Right. I was like, we don't. I was like, if you killed him in two, leave you him in two. Him. Yeah, you, you don't get like to... we you, we don't get to revive this character just because everyone was pissed that you killed Ralph. <laughs> yeah, no, there's there is no substitution for crazy Ralph, except no substitutions. Yeah, no substitutions. I'm I'm on the no substitutions uh, for Ralph in this movie. Although the only person who contended with Rick for mm. age. Yeah. Was the hippie's girlfriend? Oh, I don't... Chili. Is that her name? Yes, her name is Chili. Her name is Chili. I was like, who invited mom to the sleepover? <laughs> you know what 
I mean, she does kind of have a. Mom she has like mom jeans, and even the way she runs with like her hands up and like, like <clears throat> imminent danger. Like she and she's like, like Linda Bell. She's like trouncing, and she's like, <laughs> "Is anyone up here?" Oh no, he's in the house. She's like narrating the whole thing. She's like, he's coming to kill me. No, he's stabbing me with a red hot iron. Oh no. I was like, Chili, shut the fuck up. No, but I love the way she delivers the Shelly's deadline because she's running up. <laughs> Shelly's <laughs> dead. dead. <laughs> it's, it's so like matter of fact. Like this actress, this actress, they literally were like day one filming. They were like, okay, and action. Oh shit, we forgot to cast Chili. (laughs) Jen, you're in. (laughs) I honestly, for the first like 45 minutes of this movie, I couldn't remember her name. And as we got closer and closer to the end of the film, I was like, did they not give her a name? (laughs) Well, that's how I felt about Chuck or whatever his name is. Does she not have a name? (laughs) (laughs) No one's going to call her anything. And it's like, I honestly thought for a minute, I'm like, holy shit, they didn't even bother to name this character. It was both of the hippies. By the end of the movie, I didn't know either of their names. I knew Chuck because they yelled at him in the van before they I had no recollection. Yeah, which is also just like, how fucking sick would they have been after eating all All that that fucking weed? I know. (laughs) I know. Yeah, I was not a big fan of Chili. Although I will say she was the funniest person for me because okay. that whole scene was like <laughs> it really was kind of comedy gold yeah no a lot of this movie is comedy gold which is one of the reasons i love it and she i'm like who dressed her <laughs> she looks like a, a like a 60 year old woman she looks like linda belcher she does <laughs> it's ridiculous that is a thing that I want to see. I want to see a Bob's Burgers send up Friday the thirteenth. Yeah, like an like an adults only yeah. Friday the thirteenth Bob's Burgers. I almost said Bob's <laughs> Belchers. Jesus Christ! Before we go mm-hmm. on Friday the thirteenth part okay. three, this movie has a pretty m- remarkable. Let's say remarkable, because I don't want to say memorable, but remarkable ending. Yeah. How do we feel about it? I have been of the opinion that the jump scare at the end of this film is kind of stupid because Chrissy's never seen Mrs. Voorhees, so why would she dream why would it matter? Yeah. that Mrs. Voorhees was attacking her? I know. That being said, <clears throat> I think the bit with Jason on the shore, like watching her is legitimately creepy it is definitely creepy although it feels a bit out of character it does and it it's double bad because he's not wearing the mask but like for whatever reason yeah no just because that's the image that haunts her i guess but yeah no it doesn't really make any sense for that to be the last scare other than we wanted to do it (laughs) um a wizard did it a wizard did it yeah (laughs) I personally was just surprised that they were able to actually submerge her because the lake is so small. It felt a bit like movie magic to me. I do love, however, when she freaks out when the duck flies down and lands. I I wrote, is it bad that my only hope is that he doesn't hurt the duck? I was like, I don't even give a shit if she dies. Just don't hurt the duck. Because I know he's got a harpoon now. The duck was an amazing actor. He noted. Shakespearean. He worked with Olivier. 
<laughs> he was like, amateurs. <laughs> Watch this. I will hit my mark on the first try. And nailed it. <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> They're like, that's a wrap on Daffy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I thought the ending of this, first of all, happened too many times because <laughs> you have her getting attacked by Mrs. Voorhees. Then you have her in the car. Yeah. Then you have Jason in the barn. Then yeah. you have another shot of th- the creek. Yes. And it's like, well, what was all of this? Why did we have to do this six times? It was like the return of the king. It's just layer upon layer <laughs> upon layer. And every time you think it's over, it's like, oh, but... And then Loomis shows up and he's like, six times! We ended the movie six times! And everyone goes, Sam, this isn't even your franchise. Get the fuck out of here. Like, what are you doing? You don't even know what my franchise is. (laughs) And And he just runs runs off into the lake. And with that, I think it's time for us to run off into the lake. <laughs> if we missed something in this movie, and God knows we probably fucking did, uh, please let us know. You can always reach us on any of our social media. Don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It does mean the world to us, and it does help us out to reach new listeners. Uh, and that's it for this week as far as our newest Friday the 13th. Happy second week of the 13 weeks of Halloween. We will be back on Monday with a brand new mini, mini microsode at patreon.com slash family, And we'll be back next Thursday with the third week of Halloween. So until then, stay spoopy and remember. <laughs> Creep. Oh my, get up. <laughs> I guess I fooled you, huh? Sure. Chris, leave him alone. He doesn't know any better. It was a joke. It was just a joke. I didn't mean to. You never mean to. I gotta get out of here. I'm going to the store. Can I use your car? Oh, sure. Thanks. Asshole. My Spooky Gay Family features music by Nate Walker, artwork by David Elon, and this episode contains clips from Friday the 13th Part 3, distributed by Paramount Pictures 1982. Please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, leave us a nice message, and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Patreon, and YouTube. My Spooky Gay Family is a product of Barbara Duel Productions. Barbara.